and welcome back to our podcast. Today we'll be talking about NFTs. I am in conversation with digital content creator Feroz Yusuf Isa and my co-host Russell Ajeju on the subject of NFTs. NFTs or non-fungible tokens are a relatively new phenomena but have taken the art world by storm. Let us understand what NFTs signify for our world. Guys, how are we today? Very good. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So, let's get a food for conversation hopefully. Thank you for us. We are very happy to have you here. It's it's a pleasure having a content creator with us to talk about NFTs. It really has a lot of a lot of validity and authenticity to to our discussion. So, Ferus, how did you get started with making digital content? Well, at first when I started doing art, I used to be a traditional artist because I had more accessible tools to do it like markers and so on. At some point I had to shift to the digital premises because I no longer could find the specific markers that I used to use. So I found that to be a more affordable way and even more sustainable for some artists. And I've met a lot of people who also did the same thing. I started in 2018 officially with my art page on Instagram and from then I've been doing art. That's great to hear. Uh, and I've seen some of your work on FAI underscore art five. It's, it's very nice. I see you're into Thank anime. You. Genshin Impact. Lots of Genshin Impact over oh, there. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know about Genshin Impact. That's great. I do. It was great to see all that. <laughs> great. So, uh, Feroz, this is maybe related to your work or maybe you can answer it generally. But what do you think um, people prefer? Do they like customized artwork or do they like good artwork that can be monotonous or that can be similar to to the other another piece? Well, from what I've been seeing on social platforms, I feel like people tend to like simplistic ways of art, which kind of discards uh, the other artists that put a lot of efforts into their drawing, like a lot of shading and, you know. So, there is this aspect where people uh, seek easier ways of drawing and ignore the other hardcore drawings, which is a bit confusing to me because and especially when they are selling it they buy something really expensive that didn't take like an hour while they could be supporting another artist that has put a lot of work and effort into that big drawing that they've done that makes so much sense to me there's there's a there's a painting in the art world and basically it's it's taped there's a banana yeah, and that, it's been taped to a yeah, wall yeah that one I've seen that one, yes. And it, and it amazes me that people would pay millions for something like that. It's very interesting and it talks a lot about I think human consciousness. So Feroz, in your opinion, in 2022, do you think digital artwork has overtaken physical artwork as a more popular form of artworks or do you think physical artwork still reigns supreme? Well, that's a tricky question to be honest mm-hmm. because you know, Qatar usually likes to keep with the pace of the world. So if the world is moving into a more digital premises it will obviously do that in my opinion so i think they would usually they will probably invest in maybe digital galleries and so on mhm and i think this is the right place to be talking about digital galleries because we are here in northwestern university in qatar just a few feet away from the media majlis here in northwestern university so we're already getting started with the idea of digital galleries over here yes yeah but along with that there is a lot of investment in physical art here in Qatar as well Qatar museums and there's various organizations working over here who invest a lot in procuring artwork and i also wonder that 
some art is really old so the value that the sort of aging that has gone through work that was created by Leonardo da Vinci or work that was created by Picasso Andy Warhol so essentially that I feel is irreplaceable the work that they have created and I sure. feel it will it will maybe retain its value but I think what's really interesting is the intersection of digital art and physical art how mm-hmm. will this artwork how will some artwork created by Leonardo da Vinci interact with digital art will there be an nft of the mona lisa someday <laughs> is that something you'll be able to buy off open sea one day i feel like probably yes like i mean we already can do that on on google search we can copy and paste and then download the picture yes definitely i think that's very interesting that you can go to google images like you said and you can download a high resolution image of the mona lisa and then you can frame it and you can put it on your wall but then why would you go out and dish money to buy an NFT of the Mona Lisa. Um, yeah, that's what is uh, intriguing when it comes to NFTs because I feel like people are spending so much money and it's like something you could probably get in a different way mm-hmm. that could maybe be tangible, in my opinion. Like even if it's a digital drawing, you can still print it after you, you get it, you know what I mean? An NFT is just a file that you can't really get it, you know? Exactly. I think that the, the emphasis on the word get it, right? Yeah. It, it's not something you can you can feel, it's not something you can hold in your hand. It's something that exists in in the metaverse. Mhm. Um but this is part of a larger concept of a digital universe taking place. Yes. And what you said about things being tangible, right? NFT not being tangible. I think that's a very interesting point because what that means is that NFTs open up a whole new world of opportunity for for content creators. True. And honestly, uh, skilled artists like yourself are you. are poised <laughs> to benefit from NFTs. But Russell, even pe- people like you and me who are not too versed in in <laughs> art, may yeah. benefit from NFTs. And the reason I say that is because anything can be an NFT. Literally anything can be. <laughs> Literally anything can be an NFT. So I was doing some research, guys, and I came across this very interesting uh, artwork called Rosali Every Day. So Rosali is uh, a young man. He's from Indonesia, mm-hmm. and he took a picture of himself every day from the age of 18 till 22 and he made an nft out of it and it it sold for a million dollars oh wow what an investment <laughs> fascinating <laughs> so overnight gozali became a millionaire um one day <laughs> one day our prayers are with you feroz yeah our prayers are with you <laughs> another very interesting phenomena i came across was that of the economist they had a cover it was very interesting it showed alice from Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. and instead of chasing a bunny down the rabbit hole she was chasing like a streak of coins gold coins oh i've seen that one yeah i haven't yeah i've seen that we need we need to show that one to you russell it's it's very interesting because it essentially it does it is about bitcoin and it is about cryptocurrencies and the idea you might get is that alice might be being misled by bitcoin she it sends mixed signals however for the economist it was a good investment they sold the nft and they made $422,000 of that sale wow so imagine this guys there's a cover you have a cover for your magazine it's not creating any value but then you upload it you have the rights to it it's your image and then you make $422,000 by putting in minimal work so that's extra value being created right exactly yes every so, creator's dream 
Every creator's dream, mm-hmm. exactly. You're creating value out of something that already exists, something that um, is, is, is static at the moment, and then you 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 turn it around and it starts. It makes big bucks for you. It's so. like rebranding it and twisting it into your own thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that. And the money that they made, the nearly four hundred thousand dollars, they donated donated it to the Economist Foundation and mm-hmm. for global activity. Another very interesting uh, NFT I came across was Every Days, the first five thousand days, created by a person named Beeple, real name Mike Winkleman. And basically, Beeple uploaded a new digital image every day for thirteen years, since two thousand seven and made the first 5000 images into a collage but the, the images are very good themselves i looked at them and they, they, it seems like a lot of work went into them so let me just explain some of them to you so in one image there are towering bottles of cranberry juice so like there's a bottle of cranberry juice the size of a skyscraper mm-hmm. and then there are people skating around in front of those stars drinking cranberry juice from bottles themselves interesting so very futuristic right very novel very surreal and that's i think sort of the underlying theme and the underlying feel to people's work and very thought provoking it has a lot of meanings i feel like it's a mixture of fiction and reality you know like it makes it like it's a combination of both they're trying to give you a message maybe exactly yeah and it's sold for 69.3 million dollars at at christie so there you have it guys <laughs> there you have it so now i uh, turn to you guys Rose and Russell, what NFTs have you guys heard of and think are really interesting? Well, I've seen, I like cats, all right? So I own a cat too. She's my little baby. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, there's this like a, a collection of cool cats and they have like, it's the same cat, but it has like a different variation. So like, I feel like the artist or whoever did it, you know, like they're just basically copy pasting the same content, but in a different way, twisting it. So, and then providing it to the public. So I feel like that's very interesting to see. And the cats are cute, so <laughs> yeah. I'll take that, I'll take that. Russell, what about you? Any yeah. NFTs that have caught your eye? Okay, so I'm a really avid user of Twitter. And a while ago, I saw Jack Dorsey's first tweet go for like over $2 million. Mm-hmm. And it amazed me to see how someone's tweets could make such money. So hopefully in the future when I make bank, like when I'm like desperate need for cash, I can sell my first tweet as an NFT. Godspeed, Russell. <laughs> Godspeed. Shall one day you will. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And guys, we're throwing around a lot of numbers, right? One million for the work that was created by... Rosali every day, right? 69.3 million for Beeple's work, $422,000 for The Economist's cover. So we're throwing a lot of money around, but let's try to understand the, the financial model NFTs. So NFTs are stored on a blockchain. Feroz, if you don't know what a blockchain is, you need to go back and listen to our first episode on cryptocurrencies. I kind of do know. Very minimum, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. Because one thing we talked about is that you know, uh, the, uh, the main idea behind cryptocurrencies, blockchain, behind decentralized finance was that people should have greater autonomy over their money and greater autonomy over their decision making. But that's not the case, right? Because there's a there's a technical barrier to entry with regards True. to cryptocurrencies. So it's nice to it's nice to know that you have Especially haven't. since it's not available everywhere, like in all countries, you can't access them sometimes. That is so true. For example, here in Qatar, yeah. cryptocurrencies are, are banned. You can't use cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a huge problem here in, 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 in Asia. So NFTs are stored on a blockchain, the Ethereum blockchain, to be very precise, a very stable blockchain and very popular. 
and one NFT can only have one owner at a time and you directly sell to your buyer so there's no intermediaries for example if, when you go and you buy a coffee you you know you pull out your credit card the transaction goes to your bank the bank verifies it and then they send the money to to the seller yeah so that's not what happens with nfts the transactions are direct between the buyer and the seller so essentially there's no intermediary in this way the intermediary is cut out of the process of making an nft and selling an nft because you're directly buying and selling uh, mm-hmm. with other people so that's this is very interesting exactly so let me pose this question to you guys would you prefer going to Netflix and watching a show or going to Spotify and having a library of songs or would you rather prefer going to an online marketplace like OpenSea or Rarible and buying the movie and buying the song hmm that really depends i feel on one's mood it mm-hmm. depends <laughs> because like you know like if you buy this thing it will last with you forever what if you get bored of it you know so if you get bored of it maybe you can resell it because i do think that's a thing you know but i don't know i'm also conflicted on this matter guys because i think there's a lot of uh, economies of skill that's created by using something like netflix or by using something like spotify you have an entire library right so you get a lot of choice by by using netflix or spotify essentially it's not about a sense of ownership but it's about getting mm-hmm. maximum value for your investment and i think subscription models do that very well you can uh, get you can pay for a subscription and then you can you can listen to a variety of things with no commitment and with no backlog you don't have to you know it's not something that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life so i think that's that's also something that some people would like the the lack of commitment that subscriptions provide you can listen to one episode and right? maybe you buy a tv series right you buy a from a tv series from an online uh-huh. marketplace from by using cryptocurrencies and then you don't like it right you have watched the first episode and you're like, like oh i don't like this yep I'm what do you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> spent a lot of so in netflix basically if you don't like that you go to the next show or to the next music on spotify so it gives the uh, user more options yeah. it doesn't restrict them more options and essentially everything is available over there but like uh, you, i mean all of us have our reservations about nfts but governments also do not like nfts so uh, as we talked about it qatar has banned cryptocurrencies and you know cryptocurrencies are needed to buy nfts so essentially you can't buy or sell nfts here in qatar similarly china and india have also banned cryptocurrencies government see it as a sort of money laundering you're not using their currency you're not mm-hmm. using international currency so essentially you're off the books you're off the charts your currencies are cannot be tracked so to them it's like money laundering it's like you're you're cutting the government out of the transaction system yeah So they're just feeling left out probably. They feel left out. FOMO, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of FOMO over there. Some countries however have taken a different route. El Salvador is thinking about making a uh, making cryptocurrencies as part of the official state policy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the UK is also very proactive though I think it's because of one person and not because of government. The Chancellor of the Exchequer Rishi Sunak who's like the finance minister is very pro cryptocurrencies and pro NFTs. and yesterday i was reading that they have they have decided that by the summer they're going to launch an unofficial an official government nft in the uk oh wow if it's reaching to government levels then i do think maybe the uh, countries that banned it might start you know putting it there as well especially a country as the uk doing that other countries will take it as a role model kind of thing. Yeah. NFTs are also really popular in Nigeria, which would be surprising to many. Yeah. 
I think that's really really interesting. Yeah. Um, Me too. You don't hear a lot of cryptocurrency from where I'm from because, uh, like I said, uh, <laughs> they're banned over there, banned in most of Asia. So, yeah, that's that's how it is, guys. So we talked about the issues of you know economies of scale with NFTs, government regulation. Do you guys uh, have any other ideas about any difficulties that might arise because of NFTs for digital creators or for normal people in general? I do think that maybe for you know digital artists and creators, they might face inequality when it comes to spreading their art, because as I said before. Uh, people might work a lot on a piece and then it wouldn't be noticed as much as a simple one would. And that discourages a lot of artists. So I feel like people should support artists than just random people with no real identities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Feroz, from our conversation, I, I, I'm getting the idea that you believe in a hierarchy of artists, that if you're putting in more effort, then you should get greater returns. Am I right in that assumption? Well, I'm not sure if you're right about that. <laughs> I mean, like anyone can be an artist, you know, like regardless of the the skills, regardless of the level, I support anyone who wants to. Interesting. You know, like I don't see, you know, those on the top. Yeah, you admire them, you want to become like them, but I don't think that just a dominant type of art should be there because there are many different styles, there's simplistic, there's the more complex ones. So all of them should be respected. But the thing with NFTs is that anything can be like if you take a picture of a microphone could be sell, sold for I don't know how many millions. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's not fair. You like you want to support an artist, especially those who uh, make a living of their art. Definitely. I think that's an extremely interesting narrative that you just provided us because it gives us a glimpse into how disruptive NFTs can be for how things are being done in the art world and how some artists might be left in the lurch because True. of the right of the NFTs. So you know, that's the reason we're having these conversations because we're trying to understand what impact NFTs might have on, on the general landscape of the world. Um, I would like to add another problem I think everyday people may have with NFTs is how serious and technical it may seem to create them. Right. Yeah, I don't think people are really aware of how like how NFTs come out. So, but to me, this is just a short term problem. Gradually, the more we use NFTs or the more we are acclimated with how NFTs work, we'll, we'll learn to appreciate them more. Yeah, similar to how the iPhone, like the first iPhone, there was a lot of skepticism around it, but now virtually everyone uses it, so I think that would work. Yeah. I mean, anything that is new causes craze, you know? Yeah. People are like worry of it and are scared of it, so it's just a new concept that people that will probably grow in the future. But I'm also a bit interested in getting to know a bit more about the media coverage for NFTs. So Russell, you just talked about how NFTs might be misunderstood, how they're complicated, there's a technical barrier to entry. So how has been the media's response to non-fungible tokens, in your opinion? Um, Similar to cryptocurrencies, I don't think the media has fully embraced NFTs. There's a lot of pushback from traditional media outlets who are trying to protect the work of traditional like art and who don't they claim not to see the value behind nfts and that it could just be another painting so i feel more education could go into promoting like there could more could go into promoting the rights like the actual technicalities behind nfts but on the other hand i think art creators would really appreciate how social media has improved their their uh 
their products or their artwork because I, I don't know Ferris doesn't make bank from her products <laughs> but I'm sure she would um, acknowledge that if she were to if she were to stop promoting NFTs on on her social media account it'll be much easier than simply going to a museum or to an exhibition to True, try to I get, agree, yeah. yeah to get her work promoted very interesting so following up on what russell said feroz would you be interested in taking one of your creations into the nft realm well i never thought about it before honestly but maybe why not like if i could maybe reach a greater public or influence someone with my art why not i feel like it's not only about the investments it's about being part of a new community as someone who's been heavily influenced by the digital era we live in i mean i have online friends that i've never met artists i've never met them and we've been talking <laughs> for seven years oh. every day so i feel like for me the concept that if it's as i was saying before tangible or not i don't really mind if i cannot touch something you know if it's not there in front of me i don't mind because if we go there we will be going into the concept of reality and i feel like reality depends on how you define it so i mean why not i already get called that i'm not a real artist because i do digital <laughs> art and they wow. pe people claim that digital art is easier than traditional one but i mean i was a traditional artist i just chose a different way like to cope with this digital era that we live in so it, you hear a lot of things when you're an artist yes well, so Russell cool. I think we, we got it right with having Feroz on the podcast we there's did. lots of words <laughs> of wisdom right over there reality is what you make of it and uh, I was actually writing a paper about that so I remembered and I'm saying those things <laughs> that's a really really cool quote and it's a really really cool there's a cool idea behind it as well I really appreciate it and you also said something about the importance of communities I yeah. think there's a life lesson in it too right it's not about yes it's not maybe about making money but it's about making connections exactly because if you get connections you get to support yourself and support other artists as well or whatever community you're in in fashion journalism whatever or you know politics you always need to belong to a community exclusion isn't the nicest thing out there 100% completely agree with you on everything you've said to said to this point pros um so you maybe you'd like to know a bit more about how NFTs are made. Maybe you maybe we can get some Genshin Impact character yes. onto Rarible. <laughs> yes, sure. So I did that this morning after Sahur. I stayed up and I made my own NFT. So let me tell you guys how it went. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had an event in Georgetown. It was called Paint the Town. An organization came. They came with canvases and they came with paint brushes and everything. And we had to paint a man in a in a boat in in, in the night. So mm -hmm. There was a man in a boat in the night. There was the moon setting behind him. And okay. naturally, what I did was that I made uh, Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. It's what you do. It's the rational thing to do. Yeah. So I made a painting of Vincent Van Gogh. Um, I like to think it's abstract art. I'll get Feroz's take on that as well, <laughs> from from an actual artist about how I did. Yeah. But 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 I uploaded it to a website called OpenSea. But the thing is that o on OpenSea you need to pay gas money, so you need to pay like ninety dollars. You need to pay hundred dollars. Did and you pay? We don't want to do that in Northwestern, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't we're want. College students. <laughs> we're college students, and you know we're on a budget, so you know we don't want to dish out a hundred dollars here and there. Yeah. So then I went to another website called Rarible, mm -hmm. and in Rarible, what you can do is that you can defer the gas money to the buyer. So whoever buys pays for the processing money as well. So that's what I did. 
That feels like gambling in a way. Wow, really interesting. How come? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're putting something there that you should be paying. But like, no, I'm not gonna pay. The person who's gonna buy it is gonna pay the extra charge. That's very interesting. Along with that, I also think it's a bit equitable as well, right? Because a hundred dollars can mean uh, completely different things for people in different parts of exactly, the world. Exactly. Yes. So maybe it's not a big issue for someone living in a in a developed country, for someone living in North America, but for someone in Asia, it could be their entire month's salary. Mm-hmm. So I think it adds a bit of equity to that matter as well. Yeah. So I went to Redbull. I uploaded my my take on Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh. I gave a description. And I, you know, the, the most interesting thing about this picture is the pricing. So I priced it at exactly 400 riyals. 400 riyals in dollars is 109.04 dollars, and that is equal to exactly 0.03238 Ethereum. Wow. Okay, wow. Yeah, and this is the reason I priced it that way. Uh, I showed my picture to an artist in Souk Wakif. Mm-hmm. I went to Souk Wakif, showed it to one of the artists in the gallery over there, and he said that if he were to make this picture, if he were to make this painting. He was he was going to charge me four hundred riyals for it. Oh. So that's why I priced my painting at four hundred riyals exactly. You asked an expert. Yeah. I did. <laughs> so, Love that. So that's the exact pricing of the picture, guys. It's on Redable right now, and I think it's the first NFT here in Education City. So we're mighty proud of it. Wow, we're proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. But anyways, guys, the money is not going to us, right? All the proceeds that we get from our NFT will go to Qatar Red Crescent to support their activities in the Middle East that's and great. beyond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, that's you know, using technology for a purpose. Let's yes. go, go Wildcats, Royal yes. <laughs> Saxa. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> anyways, Peros, uh, you have seen my image. Yes, right? I did. It's called Starry Night Redux. It's gorgeous. Your your facial expression seemed to betray what you just said. No. But no, it's really nice. Well, no. Thank you so much. I I don't do uh, that type of art. Like I don't. I am. I suck when it comes to backgrounds and drawing scenes like that. So it's really good. Oh, well, thank no. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Maybe you know, uh, you're just saying that to be nice. But I appreciate it anyways. It's Ramadan, and we can I, do I with kindness. I don't lie. Aren't it's you going Ramadan. to ask me what I think? <laughs> yeah, uh, Russell. Won't you ask me what I think? Of course I will. How can I forget you? I think it's really beautiful. See, it's not only in me. what way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you captured the expressions of everything you wanted to capture, and I'll actually pay for it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> that's a that's a very interesting take. Anyways, guys, uh, I, I'm thank you, Feroz, for joining us thank today. Thank you it was, for having me. Thank you so much. It was much. great having you. Your insights were so original and amazing, and Thanks. we learned a lot from you today. I learned a lot, and I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It was much. a nice conversation. Uh, Ramadan Kareem to you, For Ramadan you Kareem too. to you, Russell, and to all our listeners, have a blessed Ramadan, and we will be back very soon. Thank you for listening to the Science Journal podcast. Don't forget to visit our website sciencejournalqa.com and follow us on Instagram at sciencejournal.qa. This episode of Science Journal was produced by Professor Anton Mosin and his research assistants Shahir Laikat, Russell Ajedu, and Alyssa Mefle. It was edited by Shahir Laikat. Graphics and artwork by Shahir Laikat and Ahmed Jassim. Special thanks to Fairuz Yusuf Isa for joining us today. You can find her work on Instagram at the handle fai underscore art five. Thank you very much. <laughs>